we have finished the postmodern pilgrim's progress. Yep. Thank God. Why? It's not that it was bad, but it took a long time to get through it. For you. For you? No, no, because I read it in like a couple of hours. I know, but I had other stuff I was doing, so I didn't... I There are times where I kind of slacked off, and it was only 20 chapters, but um, I got through it. I liked it. It's a lot better than the Pilgrim's Progress you had me read first. Yeah. I did have some issues with it, though. I like the references to pop culture, but I thought at some points it got a little bit too much. Yeah, and the one the thing I thought would be would have been better if the voice was um a human voice because I didn't like how I didn't like how uh uh Siri was reading it. That's fair. I, I thought that it would have been a lot funnier if a human was reading it. But. When you first said human, I thought you meant if they changed the perspective because the book is told through the point of view of an alien. Yep. No, I meant a human reader. Mm -hmm. I think it would have been funnier because it, it, you would have heard the inflections. Did we even check to see if it was on Bard? I did. It wasn't on Bard. Interesting. I, it wasn't on Bard. It was on Bookshare. I liked it, though. I thought it was good. Now... I might get some crap for this, but when you think about it, should they have sacrificed the baby because that kid ended up dying anyway? What baby? So you remember it's like kind of near the end of the book when he's with Faith and they go to that town and it's really cool, but Faith thinks that something's wrong and then she realizes... Oh, oh yeah, that was the... um. That was the town... That was... I forgot what the name of the town was. Yeah, she that... realizes that there's no kids there. Yeah, there is no kids there, but there was a baby that was dropped from the sky. And they were expected to throw it into this, I wanted to say, pit of fire. Yeah. I might have that a little bit wrong. Faith pulls out a sword. The one dude who wanted them to kill the kid uh, kind of like kills her. And then the baby ends up dying anyway. So in retrospect, so they've sacrificed the baby. No. Why not? Well, because she was trying to save the baby. She was trying to, well, she was trying to save all three of them, actually, uh, uh, her, Ryan, and the baby, but mm -hmm. she was the one that ended up um, being pushed into the pit. But the baby ended up dying shortly thereafter. Yeah, I know, but that, I don't think that sacrificing the baby was going to help anything, really. Why not? It would have allowed them to stay there. They didn't want to stay there. Ryan and Faith didn't want to stay there. They thought it was wrong. Okay. They, they thought it was really weird that there were no kids and... Um, uh, what was that place called? Oh, it was I think it was um was it Erbia? I forgot what place it was, but but they but um they they felt like it was odd, um that he wanted to control things, and um they they were thinking that it wasn't a good place to stay anyway, and he was on his way to the Golden City. They liked it at first, though. Yeah, but they, that's when they realized. Well, first of all, they were hungry. Remember, they had um. All kinds of horrible things happened to them on their adventure. And they were tired. They were hungry. Um, and they they thought they were going to stay there, but something was wrong. So, uh, And Ryan didn't want to stay there longer than he should. Well, I guess it all turned out okay at the end. Because the aliens basically says, I can't tell you what happened to that baby or why it was sacrificed, but... Yeah. You know, it is it's all good in the hood. Okay. He maybe he didn't say it quite like that. No. Then Ryan goes on to 
the cool city. The golden city. Golden city rings the bell. Yep. And meets the man upstairs, the for king. lack of a better word. Who's it was the king. A representation of God. They called him the king. Okay, but what was that God to you, or am I wrong? Um, yeah, that was supposed to symbolize, um, that was supposed to symbolize God, yeah. And then God basically, you know, they go over the death of his, Ryan's younger brother who died of brain cancer. And then Ryan sent back to earth. Yeah. What did you think about, here's your, what did you think about the scene where he is in the wilderness with the devil and the devil brings him back to, um, what happened with, um, Matthew in the hospital and, um, and then he comes back and he says that, that, you know, I don't want to go there because it's not, that's not even really, that's, that really isn't Matthew. That's not my brother. I think that's an interesting opinion. I don't know how he determines that that wasn't really Matthew. It, and, and he even says, or I think it's implied that as soon as he turned down the offer, he kind of regretted it. And it was very hard for him to do that. Because the, if I understand it correctly, the devil's offer was, I could send you back before all of this, and you'll have a chance to save but Matthew's then, life. But yeah. then Matthew wouldn't have become a believer. And then, you know, Matthew wouldn't go to heaven, presumably. But yeah. my whole thing would be, well, if you can go back there, and I guess it's not for your soul because the whole thing is so Matthew isn't a believer. Couldn't you just start reading the Bible in front of Matthew? It doesn't work that way in books like that, love. Why not? Because I, I still believe that any any change, any difference could um, mean the difference in the past. Um, if you change if, if you change the past, it could mean a difference in the future. Yes, and that, but and that would, that's not always that's not a good thing. I don't. Think. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. So movies... you'll have to talk to uh, you'll have to talk to Jewel Berry and uh, Kyle Mann about this because they weren't writing a book to um, <laughs> they were they weren't looking for suggestions for readers to how the book should end. Look, I know it's not a Ken Grimwood book, but what I'm saying Ken is Grimwood? yes. Okay. Ken Grimwood wrote that excellent book, Replay. And it's basically about this guy who gets to, like, relive his life a whole bunch of times, right? But movies would have us believe that if you could relive your life or if you could go back even further and stop the Kennedy assassination, I guess that was a book, uh, turned was into a, book. a really horrible miniseries. 112263. Great book, horrible miniseries. Yeah. But they would have us believe that if you, we change anything from the past, it significantly changes the future in a horrible way. And listen, I don't know if time travel is even possible, so who am I to speculate? But I don't know if that's necessarily true. Something tells me you can make a lot of changes to the past and it would alter the future, but not necessarily in a negative way. I think it could. I, I think um, I think in most circumstances it could affect it in a negative way. I don't know that it can ever affect it in a positive okay, way. Okay, let me ask you a question. What? You have an opportunity to go to the East Coast on September 4th, 2001. Yep. And therefore stopping the September 11th attacks. Um, would you do it? I don't know if I could. What do you mean you don't know if you could? Would I do? Would I go Would there? you at least try? 
I don't know what I could what what I could have done. I really wouldn't. Well, uh, presumably you could find out where the attackers live. Like if you could, could go back with their names and their address and you could go over to their house and, you know, shoot up the place or something. <laughs> have a have a, a powwow, right? Yeah, the inner have a powwow with them and convince them not to go to the um not to go to the airport or yeah or shoot up the place the NP, the nra would have your back and everything no and no talk about no, your no, personal no, no, freedom no. i would have a guy do that okay i but, wouldn't i wouldn't have i wouldn't be doing that just because i would be one woman and i wouldn't have i wouldn't have the resources because i don't need the i don't have a gun you wouldn't even I, try though i don't know if i could, i don't know that, that that there would be anything i could do and if i did who's to say that i wouldn't stop them from trying to do that but maybe it would stop them. But then the other question becomes, maybe somebody died on 9-11 who would have been an even bigger asshole than the terrorists, uh, which we obviously cannot prove, right? No, we can't prove. And a lot of the people that did die were not, uh, were trying to save their lives and their families' lives. See, if I had that opportunity, I don't know if I'd be successful, but I would take it. And also, too... Um, where I, you know, I, I found this out when I was in Hawaii, if it didn't happen, um, I wonder how it would be, uh, I wonder how the day would have been because it was just, it was such a weird day. And it also changed the course of American history because it was used to justify a lot of evil stuff by the Bush administration, which Obama then normalized by not reversing it. Okay. Well, we don't need to go over this. Okay. I, we don't need to go over your Bush hatred because we know how much you hate Bush. Only a certain type. Ah! Alright. Now, I'm not really a fan of the Bushes either, but I I wonder how, I still wonder how that would have happened if they, you know, what would have happened if they didn't um, commit those, those um, commit those crimes and would I have gone, would I have gone to college that year still? I don't know. I don't see why you wouldn't still go to college. No, I mean, maybe I would have gone to college, but just like, how would that day have gone? Because that day was so chaotic and we managed to go to our local swap meet and almost, it, there was not a lot of people there. Yeah. All I'm saying is if I had the opportunity to try and stop something like 9-11, if God comes to me and says, all right, bro, time travel's real. And you're always, you know, telling Alana and everybody who will listen that if you could change the past, you would do it the correct way. So we're going to give you a, stop, a chance to stop 9-11 by sending you back with the names of the terrorists a week earlier. Uh, would, and, and God asked me if I would do it. I would, I would at least have to try. Well, I mean, and also, too, they did it in such a way that nobody really... Nobody knew what was going to happen. But that's the thing. You're from the future, so you already know how things are going to play out if this thing is allowed to take place. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, so I I don't know if... And, and, and I think that that time in the desert was also a symbol... And I could be wrong about this. I think it was also symbolizing when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness after he was there for 40 days mm. because he was tempted by the devil and he refused um, the devil's offers and uh, and then the angels um, ministered to him. So I think that's 
um, that's what happened with Ryan. Oh, that's what I think. I liked how they made fun of the idea of a big church that's just in the money. It was a mega, yeah. It was, and 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 um, and that he was um, conked in the head with a, a sound projector. Huh. <laughs> I know relatives who like the whole idea of big mega churches. I don't. And to <laughs> me, listen, I'm not a Christian, but. I have a lot more respect for Christians who go to small churches that are more interested in preaching the word of the Bible as they see it than they are in raising money. I absolutely agree with you because a lot of those mega churches are into the um, prosperity gospel. Exactly. Like um, Benny Hinn. Dollar and Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn. I mean, they're just, they're imposters really. And um, all they want is, you know, I really want to read that book by his... Um, his, uh, I think it's his nephew, Costi mm. Okay. He's a pastor, but he um, wrote a book about how he grew up with the prosperity gospel and how um, Benny Hinn and his, relative, his relatives used um, their name to get, you know, a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. So he grew up with a lot of stuff, but realized that it wasn't, it wasn't helping anybody. Here's a question for you. Is that... We're going to play the would you rather game for a second. Would you rather I stay agnostic for the rest of my life or I become a Christian, but I become a preacher in prosperity gospel and get super rich from ripping off other Christians? Well, either, either um, way it's, it's bad for, for, for you, Bubs. Uh Either way, um, it's not going to make you any better. But at least if I become well, well, if you're a Christian and you don't subscribe to the prosperity gospel, for sure that would make you better. But uh, but if I become a Christian who preaches the prosperity gospel, I'll be a con artist Christian, but I'll have some cool stuff. No, 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 that's not good. So if you have the choice, what would you choose? Bubs, why would you even ask me that? Because I want to know. Nothing. No, not that. Now, if you became a Christian and you realize that the prosperity gospel um, wasn't to your benefit and it's just going to hurt people, then uh, you'd be better off. Interesting. But, um, yeah, yeah, the, me- <laughs> the mega church is, is funny. It is. Yeah, I think it's really disgusting that these I think it is. I, I think it really is. Um, the Joel Osteens of the world, mm-hmm. the Benny Hinn's of the world, they shouldn't be pastors. I'm sorry, they shouldn't. They're making no. a lot of money with their feel-good gospels and and prosperity gospels, and saying that if you um, if you have such and such money, and uh, God will heal anything that you have, which doesn't always happen. No, um, you know it doesn't matter what kind of financial thing it, it, that you are in if you um take this holy water and, and pray over it and sprinkle it on whatever you're gonna get this i thought that was like the, the most ridiculous thing when i heard the um the, the peter popoff stuff it was just ridiculous it's crazy babe and now he's uh it sounds like he's not doing too good with nice. money nice. i guess and now and i also know that her that his uh wife was in on the the whole uh uh, his wife was in on the whole scam. Yeah, James Randi talks about that in the book. Yeah. The Faith Healers. Excellent read. Yeah. 
So, so how many people does he go? Does he go over uh, Benny Hinn's thing, or is it just uh, um, is it just uh, uh, Peter Popoff and? Well, it's mainly focused on Peter Popoff. 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 Yeah, it's mainly focused on him and his wife. Yeah, they're they're such scammers. And if I remember right, there's a part of the book, and I read it like over ten years ago now, where he actually goes on the Tonight Show to try and expose Peter Popoff. But Peter Popoff then goes on TBN and talks about how Johnny Carson is a big fan of his and his proof is that he got invited onto The Tonight Show. <laughs> oh, Peter Popoff did? Yeah. Wow. So he tries to turn it back on uh, James Randi. Exactly. Wow. I don't know if that worked. No. Okay. No. There's so many scammers out there. Yeah, you just have to, I mean, and there are pastors that are speaking out about those people. Good. So um, there are pastors that understand that the the prosperity gospel is is not good. Yeah, we're just a messed up people, I think. Humans. We, we are in general. Yeah, that's right. We are messed up. Mm-hmm. All of us are. Whether it's that on the right or it's like people on the left who won't stop talking about their preferred pronouns. Um, <laughs> which, are, by the way, I, I only bring that up because... I got in a conversation last night with my uncle about preferred pronouns, and he was asking me my thoughts on it. And I, you know, gave the whole spiel, which is, oh, I'm, what? I got, I got a story about that too, real quick. Did I finish what I was saying? No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know what it is after you're done. Okay, which is that I'm completely for gay, lesbian, and transgender rights, but I think it's a little bit odd that we have to spend so much time talking about our preferred pronouns. And my uncle has had gay friends, but way back in the day. And I, I, and I don't want to say it like that, like you know how some racist people will say, "Oh, I have a black friend." I, it, it. I, I don't think you need to apologize. Yeah. I, it, I said it like that, but don't take it like that. Like, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And so we were pretty much on agreement on that. People have the right to be called what they want to go. But anyways, it's just to show you that, like, everybody's crazy in their own way. But what was your story about preferred pronouns? Well, okay. So I was talking to uh, one of the teachers. um, It was uh, a couple days ago when I was... um, when I was doing my part for the lunch and I was grading cheese. Yeah. And she was helping with the vegan, um, the vegan version of the pasta. And she was referring to a student who I knew, um, who I do believe is the only student who's vegan. And she referred to the student as her, but she said, Oh, I got my preferred pronouns wrong. And, I guess they've referred to be called they, which I think is really ridiculous. Um, and, and a lot of people, unfortunately, are are so um, sensitive with the whole pronoun thing. I, th- I just like it, it just seems like it's dividing people. Really. Well, I don't get the whole they then thing. Yeah. But just because I don't get it, if, that, if somebody feels like that, then, you know, <laughs> it is their choice. And if your teacher is just trying to be sensitive to that, that's different to me. Well, it's not my, it's, it, she was not my teacher. Actually. Okay, but you know what I mean. That's different to me than having to announce them every time you walk in their room. But if, if your teacher was symp- sympathetic to that, then I don't have a problem. No, but it's been, it's been happening with other people. Like, remember when I told you about the one person, um, the IT person who was referred to as yeah. them yeah. and then um 
my teacher was referring to this person as she. Yeah, that's person, a little bit confusing. But this person was clearly a man. I mean, in my, you know, the way that I thought, because I don't know. Well, you know, I say respect everybody's what they want to be called. But I mean, it's the, one, the thing that made it different in your case, just to give a little bit of explanation, is some yeah. people were using the pronoun they, them. Some people were using uh, she, her with this person. And that can make it confusing. It's very confusing. And I wasn't corrected. Yeah. Um, And I was just like, you know, maybe I should just call them by their, uh, call the person by their first name so that I'm not confused. That makes sense. I just, it's one thing if a person wants to be called a different name. Okay, I I can, I can deal with it. It's not you know, it's not a big thing, but, um, it gets really crazy when they put the pronouns in the mix. It's just it's just very strange. Of course, there's that new joke that's going around, and is how do you get a conservative to go off track for forty five minutes? You bring up preferred pronouns. Was that your joke? Yes. Uh, that's why I said it was a new joke. Oh. <laughs> I love you. What? I love you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yes. Okay. But Postmodern's Pilgrim Progress was pretty good. And okay. I wasn't going to read it this week because, honestly, I was wondering when you were going to finish it. And when you told me, I think, on Monday that you were done with the book, I was a little bit shocked. Well, I don't read the way that you do, okay? <laughs> I know. And you have to understand, my schedule is, is busier right now, and I don't always get a chance to have time to read for two hours. Yeah, and you're also talking to the guy who was a little bit sick near the beginning of this week and who still hasn't finished the email, which, by the way, I do need to finish, and the goal is to be done with it by Thursday. So I want to talk, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I wasn't expecting to read it this week, but I'm glad I did. Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh. Babes. Yeah? You know what else I did? What? Well, I finished a couple other books, but we'll, excuse me, we'll get to those. I downloaded, maybe less than legally, maybe not. Mm. Could have been off iTunes. It, may, it looked like the Pirate Bay. Okay. But I'm sure it was actually iTunes. Yeah. I downloaded uh, all of Columbo. Yep. And all of the Dick Van Dyke show. Nice. I, I really want to watch some Dick Van Dyke stuff with you because I really like the show. I didn't watch every single season, but I thought that the um, that the chemistry between uh, Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore was really funny. Yeah. And I also thought that Dick Van Dyke was really funny with the, um, the musicians that he was working with on the set. Okay, so... Just, I had never watched the Dick Van Dyke show before. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I had no desire to because I had always heard that they slept in separate beds. And they and yet they were married and they had a kid. And something about that always just rubbed me really the but wrong way. But this was in the, what, the mid-50s? This was 60 to or 65. 60 to 65. Was but it? my argument to that, babes, is don't show the inside of their bedroom. Yeah, but that's it's just a TV show, for goodness But sake. what does Rick like to believe when he's watching a show? This is exactly why it's so annoying watching TV with you sometimes. Well, but when you do watch something that I like, isn't it better? Because you know that I'm giving you a real opinion. 
sometimes I don't want to think about opinions <laughs> when I watch a show. I just want to watch the show and be done with it. Right, but we're talking about me watching a series. Okay, 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 okay. go on. Okay, go on. so that's why I had no interest in watching the Dick Van Dyke show. But we watched the Mary Tyler Moore thing last week. And I'd heard other people say that Dick Van Dyke's show is really good. Mm -hmm. So I download the series and I watch the first episode. One thing that's interesting is most of the clips that they showed from the Dick Van Dyke show and the Mary Tyler Moore thing are from the first episode. Ah. Except for, I think, the one where she dyes her hair. That's a separate episode. I only watched the first episode last night. And I got to say, it was actually pretty funny. Yeah. The premise was that their son, she thought that he was going to get sick because he was playing with some girl who was coming down with a fever. Yeah. And Dick Van Dyke and his crew are invited to go over to his boss's house. Yeah. So he comes home, tells that to Mary Tyler Moore. She starts cooking a liver and is like, I can't go. Something bad is going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, we're not doing this. And he's, you know, trying to convince her to go. And I think the way he got her to relent is he said, we're, I will go to like three PTA meetings and two other things with mm-hmm. you if you go with this. And she made him up into five PTA meetings. <laughs> and at one point he's like, well, well, we'll leave Richie with so-and-so. And Mary Tyler Moore is like, She's only 15, and Dick Van Dyke is like, that's a lot older now than it was when you were 15. That's like being 23. <laughs> it's, it cracked me up. So the girl who's going to watch their kid comes yeah. over, yeah. and she Mary Tyler Moore just won't leave. She's telling her this and that. Yeah. And finally, Dick Van Dyke just picks her up and is taking her out, <laughs> and she's trying to like grab onto the wall and scream something to the uh, 15-year-old. The babysitter? Yeah. So they go to the party. And I don't know, it's like midnight. They're supposed to leave. And somebody says to Dick Van Dyke, well, you know, uh, we'd like you to stay here and liven up the party a little bit. And so they do this routine. Yeah. And they go home and he's like, oh, isn't this great? Nothing happened, honey. You were wrong. They come in. They don't see the babysitter, but they see her stuff and like a doctor's um, back. And then they both like, lose their shit so mary tyler moore runs to see the son and they see their neighbors there who are the father of the 15 year old then we see the babysitter and what had happened was she hit her head on the refrigerator which is why the doctor came and when dick van dyke realizes that he's like oh good (laughs) (laughs) she just hit her head (laughs) yes and then the neighbors leave it was pretty funny i'm not gonna lie i laughed a lot and i will be watching more of it in the future. Oh, good. Yes. And, of course, Columbo, which I also got from iTunes, even yeah. though it looked like a lot like the Pirate Bay. Yeah. I've seen Columbo before. Yeah. But I, I, I have not. It's a good show. It's not my favorite series ever. Yeah. And it's a little bit odd calling it a TV show, considering that it was a long series of movies of the week. Yeah. Um, Because it was part of that wheelhouse of different shows. But yeah. anyways... I I never seen the I only watched one episode this week and it was one I hadn't seen before. It was the one where they're on the boat because Columbo's wife won. It was either a raffle or some radio contest, mm-hmm. and there's a lounge singer who had sex with somebody in her band. Oh, so 
So you've never seen Columbo, but one no, of the I things haven't. that makes it interesting is they show the killer mm-hmm. to the audience. And then we find, and then it's all about how does Columbo figure out that this person is a killer? Uh, so we as the audience already know who, who did it. Yeah. Right. So she goes back to her room between mm-hmm. the sets mm-hmm. and some guy who's not the dude in the band who was yelling at her after they had sex. Yeah. Goes and shoots her. But with, Do they say it they slept together? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Or, yes, they do. They're her and the dude in the band. Earlier on in the episode, she comes in for like a lunch or something, and he and she, and she rejects him and he starts yelling at her. Mm-hmm. Okay. But anyways, he didn't do it. This guy who's like a used car salesman mm-hmm. and but who's very successful, <clears throat> fakes having a heart attack. And then he runs down like the staff entrance, goes into her room, shoots her, mm-hmm. hides the gun, and he had stolen like the surgical gloves. He couldn't get rid of them because he had to be back at the um, doctor's room. Mm-hmm. So they go and wake Columbo up, and he's like, if this is about my wife, I know she likes to party <laughs> a lot. But I know actually the captain needs to see you. Somebody's been killed. Well, when, when, when did this show come out? Or the series? Uh, Columbo, I think, 68 is when it started. That's funny. Uh, but again, it was more TV movies, and it ran yeah. until the end of the 70s, and then they brought it back mm-hmm. in, like, 1989. Wow. And it ran again until, like, 2003. Wow. I think it was the last TV movie. Okay. So anyways, Columbo comes in. He sees this evidence. He's not sure what to make of it. He goes up with the doctor to the hospital room and Columbo's asking all these questions. He walks into the room where the guy is sitting who killed the woman and who had the heart attack. Yeah. And he's, he's like terribly sorry, sir. I, I didn't mean to come in here. And then mm-hmm. he leaves. Okay. So the next day, the guy who had the heart attack is about to leave his place, mm-hmm. meaning the hospital room. Columbo comes in and says, um, you know, uh, I know you're responsible for all these used car salesmen being on board. Can, I want to ask you some questions so I don't have to bother your guests and there's murder, blah, blah, blah. So he starts to befriend Columbo. Now, meanwhile, they find a receipt for a gun from the guy in the band. Mm-hmm. And so everybody else thinks that this is, you know, a case that they can pretty much close. And they have like a day and a half before they're going to get to Mexico. They're going to turn this guy over to the authorities there. Okay. Which I don't know why you would do it in Mexico mm-hmm. if you're coming from the U.S. But I'm Rick. But Colombo keeps asking this car salesman all these questions. And at one point he's like, you know, I thought of this. How could somebody get a key to this woman's room? And then I thought, my wife's brother uh, works in the car industry and they have access to all these machines. <laughs> And he's using all these techniques. And mm-hmm. near the end of the episode, he calls the guy up to the um, deck uh, where they run the ship. Mm-hmm. And he basically exposes him for the killer. Guy asks Columbo, how did you know I do this? And he says, when I went to see you that night in the hospital, you had this feather in you, which was from a pillow. And the guy's like, yeah, but that could have been from the hospital. And he says, no, pillows and hospitals... I uh, don't have feathers because people could have allergies to them. Oh, wow. 
right? Mm -hmm. So it was a really good episode. Wow. Yeah. And then I went down a whole Columbo rabbit hole where I'm watching all these interviews with Peter Falk and him talking about his career. Oh, my goodness. Of course, in every one, they have to mention that he lost an eye when he was a kid. Did he? Yeah, because when he was three... They took him to the doctors because they thought something was wrong. Mm. And it turned out that he had cancer oh. in one of his eyes. So they removed it. Oh, so he's uh, he's half blind then. He was. He's dead now. Oh. Yeah. And he died in 2011. Mm. Apparently he had dementia. Oh. Had no natural kids, but he adopted a couple of kids with his first wife. But from what I heard, the second wife wouldn't let the kids see him. Oh. And one of his daughters ended up becoming a detective. Really? Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's a little bit about Columbo there. J-Wo. Well, I watched the two um, first Mary Tyler Moore episodes. Oh, the two ones. Yeah. Did they talk about spunk? No, the first one did. I won't go over the first one too much because um, it's... Well, I guess I could go over a little bit. Um the first one, of course, is when Mary moves to, um, Mary Richards is her character, and she moves to Minnesota, gets a, um, moves into an apartment, and gets a job as, um, what was it? It's a producer. Like a t- oh, yeah. She's like a TV producer. Go ahead. And this is her first time working um, in a job like this, and, and uh, Lou Grant is her boss, and he's kind of asking her questions like, are you married? And what is your religion? <laughs> like, I don't think I, I should have to answer those, those questions, Mr. Grant. <laughs> and that was the episode where Gloria Steinem was like, why is she calling him Mr. Grant? I thought she did that throughout the series. Or maybe it was throughout the series. I'm sorry. She, she had a weird way of complaining about that series not being too feminist enough. Yeah. I, whatever. I, Gloria Steinem did do some good work, but she does seem a little bit full of herself in Rick's opinion. Oh, I agree. I think she is full of herself. But she did a lot of great things, too. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Um, if you're, I could go over some a little bit. No, not really. I don't okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not really a Gloria Steinem fan, as you know. Oh. Um, anyway. Um, and um, so she's she's getting set up there. Um, her boyfriend enters, uh, comes to town, and it's imply that he doesn't want to get married and Mary did and so they break up towards the end um and Mr. Grant's at her house and he is <laughs> he's drunk because his wife is going to be gone for a month and he's oh. writing her a, a love letter because he misses her so much so that kind of ruined her knife night her night not her knife um her night and uh that was the end of the episode and then the yes. second one is where uh, Mary and Rhoda are good friends. In the first one, they were becoming friends, and um, Rhoda thought that Mary had her apartment. Um, but they were they were um, thinking, well, what are we going to do? We're 30 years old. We're single. What are we going to do? And so they, they plan to get to have this get-together, and uh, Mary invites this guy that she used to go out with, but she broke up with him because he liked her too much. Aww. He was just, like, you know, too sweet and too you know, always wanted to do stuff for her and she thought it was really annoying. And then Rhoda meets this guy that she um, runs over with his car and he hurts his arm, but it's okay. And then he, and then she finds out that um, 
and, and so they, they, they want to get have a get-together with the two guys, but she finds out that he's married, so she ends up inviting him and his wife, and she invites uh, that one guy, I forgot what her, what his name was, yes. and the the night just goes really wrong, like there's not enough food, and um, all they have to eat is bacon curls, and... Oh. <laughs> and... Um, um, that one guy that really liked uh, Mary leaves, and then the the guy and his wife leaves too. It was kind of a weird night. It was funny though. <laughs> I thought it was a funny episode. So they're good episodes then. Yeah. So far. okay. Yeah. I might have to check out the show. Yeah. At some point. Yep. Yes. After I get through the Dick Van Dyke show and rewatching Columbo, and... I want to watch you. I want to watch some episodes with you of Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Or Mary Tyler Moore. Dick Van Dyke. Nice. Yeah. There we go there, Jay Yeah. I also started watching the new season of Ted Lasso. And you said you weren't too impressed with the two episodes that you saw, right? I need to give it a little bit more time. I love the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. But to keep it real, a big part of that is because... It came out during the pandemic. Yeah. And Ted Lasso is a very wholesome No, it show. isn't. It's not a wholesome show. Ted's the only wholesome character. Otherwise, it's not a wholesome show. Is the show called The Other Characters Around Ted or is it called Ted Lasso? It's called Ted Lasso, but he's really the only wholesome person in the but show. But what is he doing? What is he doing? He's elevating the people it, around it him. It doesn't mean it's a wholesome show. I wouldn't but, show it. I wouldn't show it to my cousin's three-year-old is or five-year-old. he trying to elevate the people around him and make them more yes, wholesome? Yes, but it's still, not a, it's still not a family show, bubs. I'm sorry, it's not. I know family entertainment. I've watched a lot of it. It's not a family show. You know, I didn't even realize that there was any swearing in the show until there I started is. showing it to you. There is. I, I know. I, I know that now, but the first time I watched it, I didn't even hear the swearing. Yeah, because you're so used to it. Oh. You're so used to it. You're a... Uh, you're um you're ear blind to it. That's what it is. Oh, oh. <laughs> you're so used to it, you don't even know what it is now. Well, I think it's a wholesome show. It is not a wholesome show. I think most people now, babes, would sign with me. It's not. Oh my goodness. It is not. <laughs> it is not. Yeah, it's it's weird. When I first go to show you it, I'm thinking for sure you're gonna love this show because everybody's so cute and cuddly on it. It's not cute oh. and cuddly. Oh. No. Oh, I love you. No, you do not have, you do not know family entertainment. Apparently not. No, I do. You do not. I'm sorry. What do you think of Roy Kent and Jamie? Um, I think Jamie is, Jamie is improving himself. Yes. I think Roy Kent needs some anger management classes. Roy Kent is probably next to Ted my favorite character on the show, which I, makes I, sense because he's also a writer on the series. Oh, I still don't understand why, but yeah. But I can never remember his theme song. I was like, mm. oh, what? what? No, what? I'm not singing it. Why not? Because why not? I don't want to. It's annoying. <laughs> oh, babes. Bubs. Babes. Mm. So you won't. Even sing a swear no. well, a swear word if it's in the song. No, you didn't say no. No, why did you tickle me? Uh, ah. Are we gonna have a war? 
You want a war? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, give me a kiss. Give me a kiss or, or there's a war. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What? You silly boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so season three starts. Nate is working for Rupert's new club. And, of course, they say it in the show, but Mr. Dyslexia over here has trouble That's with That's Rebecca's ex-husband, right? Exactly. Yeah, okay. Rupert. And Rebecca really wants to show up this team and yeah. put them in their place. Richmond, their team, is expected to come in dead last this season. Yeah. But, you know, she's like, we're telling Ted, we got to fight these MFers and bring them down, all this stuff. Nate is really rude to Ted at a press conference. Uh-huh. And... Ted does another press conference. And Ted isn't at this one, but he just, you know, is talking shit about your man Ted. Ted does his own press conference, and it's going bad. But then he kind of jokes with the press and gets them on his side. <clears throat> um, Roy broke up with Keeley. They got to break the news to his niece, Phoebe. Oh, wow. I always really like the stuff with Roy and his niece. But uh, part of that is Roy isn't afraid to swear in front of Phoebe. And I thought that's a real thing. It felt honest to me. But I think there's, I don't know if it's going to work for me because Phoebe tries giving Roy some advice and he just kind of listens to her and doesn't tell her to shut up. And it felt less genuine to me. I never thought it was, I don't know. I never liked the whole stuff with him and his niece. Really? No. I thought that was some of the best stuff on the show. Not really. Wow, why not? I, I, I don't know. I think I liked them. I mean, for, for what I saw, I liked the interaction with um, Ted, Lasso, and Rebecca. That stuff's great, too. Um, and also with um, with uh, Sharon. Yes. And but Ted I, talks to Sharon at the beginning. But I'm not of a big episode. fan of Roy Kent. I'm sorry. I just don't like him. Wow. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Roy Kent. Um... I just don't, I just do not feel his character. I don't, I do like that Jamie is, is starting to improve his um, personality mm -hmm. in general and not um, up to his old shenanigans like he's, like we've talked about before. Yeah. Um, and I am disappointed that Nate um, has definitely taken a turn for the worse. There's something interesting about the Nate character, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who's noticed this. When the series starts out, Nate is like this young kid. Very shy. Well, there's that, but he's also young, right? Yeah. And then by the start of the third season, his hair is almost completely gray. Really? Yes. Wow. I'm sure that's intentional and that's meant to signify something, but, you know, so I'm dyslexic, young, like, so I don't know what it is. Like, he looks he looks boyish. Yes. Okay. But then but then his... So they, they probably did some, like... um special effects right i'm sure they did but yeah. i'm not sure what it's meant to represent but you know a non-dyslexic person i'm sure can figure but, it but, out but but then gray so hair on the case. but then gray hair doesn't exactly signify old age either no but it signifies stress yeah and a lot of people associate it with old age yeah i know that yes. but i think the white hair is is most significant to old age I oh yeah. well it's gray or white or one of those gray or white yeah investigate it babes and let me know what you find I can't because I'm dyslexic. Bubs. Yeah. Okay. Exclusive, exclusive. So, 
Ted also takes the team down to the sewer. There's the pictures sewer. of this. And at first, Rebecca is upset. Then they have a big press conference and she's back on Ted's team. Mm-hmm. Second episode, there's this big soccer star who basically, like, is toxic to the team he's on whatever team he joins, but makes them a lot of money and gets them a lot of positive press. Um, Keely's having trouble with her business because there's this one lady who's kind of a C-U-N-T who's putting down the law as far as finances goes. What business is this? Remember, she's getting into public <laughs> relations. Oh, right, right, yeah, okay. I didn't know that she had a business. Yes, he started it at the end of the second season, and that's why she couldn't take six weeks off to go and hang out with Roy Kent. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yes. So she um, hires one of her friends who was a model and she reconnected with her on a shoot. Yeah. And then the lady who's like the chief financial officer is a little bit ups- upset with this, but Keely kind of straightens her out. Yeah. Then we come to their first match. Uh-huh. Roy. Oh, oh, the other cool thing is Trent Krem, who is fired from the Independent. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Is hired by a publishing company to write a book about Manchester United. So he's supposed to follow the team around for a season. Mm -hmm. But when he goes into the offices, you know, Ted's happy to see him. Roy tells everybody on the team, you're not allowed to talk to them, this dude, or else I'm going to beat you up. Yeah. And this causes tension. There's a funny scene where Ted puts Trent in Roy's office. Yeah. Makes him share a space. Yeah. And Trent gets a call from somebody and Roy just starts popping balloons when Trent's on the phone. (laughs) He's popping balloons in his face? No, just so he can't really take the phone call. Oh, I see. Because there's too much noise. (laughs) He pops balloons. Yes. Okay. They eventually settle their issues. Um, Rebecca sees Rupert talking to the one soccer guy, and she tells Kayla the Kayla? story about her, how her and Rupert got together when she yeah. was working at this bar. Yeah. She goes to talk to the soccer guy, can't get in to see him, and then finally just goes into a urinal, yells at him. And then at the end of the episode, he says, I'm not going to be playing for this team, but I'm going to go with Richmond. And they had, I believe, won their first match. And that's where the episode concludes. Okay. So I'm going to stick with it, but it it doesn't have the same vibe as the first couple of seasons. It right. doesn't feel as it, authentic. It doesn't have the new show smell. Exactly. Or the new car smell or whatever. Yeah. Like they say about some women. I would never talk that way, though, babes. <sighs> What? what are you talking Some about? people say that younger women have that new car smell. Okay. I, I think that is very offensive, though, so I'm not going to. Who says that? Uh, I would prefer not to discuss You that. did. Well, I love you. Is that what you said? That's not what I said. I would never say that. Really? Yeah, let me kiss you. Oh, my goodness. Okay, goodness. You're trying to get in jail with good question. I already am. Really? Yes. Okay. I finished the book Early Bird, and I got the author's name wrong last time. It's Rodney Rothman. Rodney Rothman. What did you say it was? I forgot. Okay. But Rodney Rodman or something? Something or? like that. Okay. Okay. It was pretty good. He was talking about moving down to Florida, and he had been a writer for Late Night with David, or The Late Show with David Letterman for a while. He was 28. Moves down there in like the mid 
2000s and strikes up all these friendships with older people, is finding it hard to connect with his friends who are still in the business. He's turning down gigs. At one point, he meets this woman who's like 93, and she started doing stand-up comedy in her late 70s. -hmm. And a couple years later, the comedy scene in Florida just kind of died down for whatever reason. But Carrot Top knew her and a bunch of other people did as well. Mm-hmm. He tries to track down her old manager. Turns out that that guy became like super rich. Um, He almost sleeps with this lady who's 75. Whoa. But he said that she was a very good looking woman for her age. Really? Yeah, and he could tell that she was very sexually active still. 75? Yes. And he starts getting into, like, shuffleboard. and It's a good book. And didn't you say there was a funny scene where where somebody asked him if he had grandparents? (laughs) And he just says yes, because most people think that he's staying in this retirement community because he's visiting his grandparents. (laughs) But what they don't know is that his grandparents are a thousand miles away. He is living with a woman who's an ex-piano teacher. He's renting out a room from her. Mm -hmm. And she has cats and a parrot's. But the condo doesn't allow those. And one day the cat accidentally escapes. Mm -hmm. A neighbor tells the condo president who comes by and says to this lady that she's got to get rid of her pets. She decides not to. And he's really freaked out by it. And she just basically says they're never going to follow through on this. And apparently they didn't. At least not when he was living there. Did she ever find her cat? Yes, of course. Where was the cat? The cat was just down the hall. came back. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the, he knows somebody there who's 63 Mm -hmm. and, is like an ex-drug dealer. Oh, wow. And that was a pretty interesting part of the book. He gets involved on J-Date and eventually meets this Jewish Cuban lady. J-Date? Yeah. Oh. You don't know about J-Date? Uh, no. Oy vey. Oh, it's a Jewish dating site? Yes. Okay. I it's, thought I heard of that name, but I wasn't sure. It's been around for a hot minute. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they start doing it and, you know, having fun. Um, that's she pretty, a younger lady. She's around his age. Oh, okay, maybe a little bit younger. Is that when they the, when he moves out of the con, uh, of the condos? No, he moves out of the condos to go back and start working. Yeah, I know that. But he, it's not like he moves in with her. No, no, no. I know, but did did he meet her after? He no, he met her when he was still living in the condos. Oh, okay, and it talks about how at one point he goes to these J date meetups. Yeah, and he's talking to another woman. Brings up the retirement thing. And then for some reason, there's like a distraction as she starts talking to somebody else. Oh, wow. Yeah. I enjoyed the book. Wow. Yeah. What do you think about this? That's that's kind of a funny story, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't think I mentioned this here, but I one time I thought about moving into a retirement community, but I was way too young. At the time, I was 31. I just graduated college. My sister's um husband my brother-in-law um was a personal trainer trainer for seniors in um one of their um retirement communities in Seattle and they i forgot um she thought maybe um like like they could set up a meeting with me and the people that live there but apparently um that 
something happened, it never happened, and I was too young. Yeah, that sounds live in that community. Honestly, babes, that sounds really lame. Well, I was for seniors and people with disabilities too, but oh. I was too young apparently. But Same. it's okay. Uh, you know, sometimes you get the place, and sometimes you don't. So that's right. And if you would have gotten that, you never would have met me. So it turned out to work out good for you there, little J. Well, I guess. Yeah, yeah had I not moved, had I not moved to Portland the next year, I wouldn't have met you. Yeah, going out. What? I guess. Oh my goodness. I don't know if I believe that, Bubs, what? I don't know if I believe that. Really trying to go out, Bubs. Jeez. I love you. Okay. Have you ever heard of a man named David Letterman? Of course. Okay, good. I was... So I read the book about... the Called Early Bird, right? Yeah. And I think we discussed this last week. Because I was sick, I was kind of laying low. And one of the things I like to do when I'm sick is listen to old episodes of Howard Stern. Mm. There was this guy he used to call it named Vinny Favalli. Yeah. And he was, I guess, a friend of Howard's, but he worked for David Letterman. He was kind of like the liaison between The Late Show and CBS. Mm -hmm. And how does this all relate to everything you're probably wondering? So somebody on the internet did an interview with Vinny and they were asking him about, you know, all the crazy stuff he did when he was on Howard's show. But then for the last 20 minutes, maybe the last 15 minutes, they started talking about the late show. Um, And it comes out that there's this book about the last days of David Letterman's talk show Mm -hmm. on CBS I'm like, that sounds like a fun book. Mm-hmm. I could read that in a couple hours. So I downloaded it and read it. It was pretty interesting. So it's basically a countdown of maybe the last 20 shows. Mm-hmm. The book tells who is on the show, and it talks to some of the people behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I wouldn't read it again necessarily, but it was a fun read. I'm not really a big late-night person in general, but back when I was younger and I watched more of that stuff, I definitely leaned a lot more heavier in the direction of David Letterman than Jay Leno or Conan O'Brien. Okay. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't. I don't have any uh, comment on it because I'm not a late night person either. Yeah. Did you like David Letterman though, or no? Not really. I mean, I liked his countdown, but I, I don't. I didn't watch it much. I just thought that um, older people watch the show. And late night in general. And late night in general, yeah. Yeah, so at least you were never like a Jay Leno fan or Conan O'Brien. I mean, person. I watched a little bit of the Tonight Show with um, I I've seen some Johnny Carson clips. I thought they were pretty funny. I I watched a little bit of Jay Leno, and I thought some of it was funny. And but I wasn't really like, and I and and I used to watch the Arsenio Hall show for a little bit, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like, oh, I gotta watch this. I gotta stay up and watch this. I wasn't really like a late night person, to tell you the truth. That's good. Yeah. People give Jay Leno a lot of shit, but do you know who I think is, rubs me really the wrong way in late night? Who? Is that dude Jimmy Fallon? Oh, I I liked him better on SNL, but. Just something, it seems like he tries too hard to be likable in interviews that I've seen with um, him. I think he's got a, 
I mean, he does do some things that are funny, but I liked him better on SNL, to tell you the truth. And I didn't really watch his show when he had the he had his own show before uh, this night show. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. I did, but I liked him better on SNL. I'd rather see Jay Leno than Jimmy Fallon, but I don't like any of them. I don't not liking them as as a strong term. I don't really watch that type of TV. I and you know once and then uh, once upon a time I I watched a little bit of Jimmy Kimmel to tell you the truth and I, <gasps> I a little bit. What will that's we ever when do? that was when that was like back in the early two thousands um, when he wasn't so political. Um, and then after that, I just stopped watching him. I like when he's on Howard Stern because he's done the Howard show a lot. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to watch his TV show. I don't watch it anymore. I mean, I it's been I don't even know how long it's been since I watched it. I think honestly, babes, I probably in the I don't know twenty years that Jimmy Kimmel's been a talk show host, I've maybe watched a half hour of his show altogether, oh. and that's like through YouTube clips and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So you watch more than I have. Babes. Yeah, but not by much. I okay. mean, I I didn't watch a lot of it. So okay, babes. Okay. What do you think of this new Joe Rogan controversy? About what? This is like the weirdest thing that people are mad about. I, I, I haven't even heard about that. What? Yeah, and, and this is one of those cases where I think the left is way out of line. Okay. Okay. So uh, RFK Jr. Yeah. Goes on Joe Rogan, and RFK Jr. is anti-vax. The more I learn about him, the less I like him because he seems very pro-corporation. But so is still so is Joe, Joe Biden. So I'd rather have RFK Jr. than Joe Biden. Um, but I'd still rather have Marianne Williamson than either of those two. But in any event, he goes on and he's anti-vax and he's talking to Joe and saying, you know, this isn't, you know, we shouldn't have these things, blah, blah, blah. I'd be willing to debate this one doctor and I've gotten him on the phone before, but I've never actually been able to have a public debate with him. Yeah. And I forgot the doctor's name, and I hope I'm getting the story right. But this doctor has been on Joe Rogan before. So Joe Rogan goes on Twitter and tries to reach out to the doctor. And the doctor's kind of ignoring him and writing weird mm-hmm. stuff back. And then finally Joe says, I will donate $100,000 to the charity of your choice if you come on to my show and debate RFK Jr. Yeah. No time restrictions. Yeah. And then a bunch of other rich people, and a lot of them are conservative, but they jump in and they increase the offer. Mm -hmm. And I think the offer got up to like $2 million at one point. Wow. Now, if you know anything about Joe Rogan's podcast, it's not a typical like 30-minute talk show. Yeah, I know. It's like for three hours. It's like for three hours, sometimes more. Yeah. And it seems to me... And I believe at one point, Joe even said, if you're uncomfortable doing this, could you recommend somebody? And yeah. the doctor didn't want to do that. Okay. But I could I could be remembering that part wrong. But it seems to me, if you're a doctor who believes in vaccines and you could get a lot of money donated to the charity of your choice by debating somebody who's a presidential candidate yeah. on a talk show, you should take that opportunity. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of people on the left got offended at this. Why? And said, Joe Rogan's bullying this guy. Well, and he's, he's harassing them. Now, in fairness, the one thing that's maybe a little bit out of line is one guy was in front of this doctor's house. 
and asking him to asking do- him to do it and the doctor ran away and, and it looked like he was a little bit nervous to be around this guy okay. okay that's a little bit sketchy but joe rogan didn't tell that guy to go there okay but it sounds like the doctor didn't refuse the doctor i think has said that he's not going to do it or that he hasn't made up his mind yet oh okay i don't know if he's for sure i mean judging by what you said it almost it sounds like um joe rogan wanted to give the doctor an opportunity to say what he wanted to say yeah and to me if i'm on the left well i am on the left but if i'm on the joe rogan hating portion of the left that and some of the complaints are valid is that he has on too many right wingers he doesn't uh really uh have uh enough people of science to dispute his uh, feelings about the vaccination well you think you would be glad about this because he's willing to have a pro-vax doctor on and to debate somebody who's anti-vax and who is running for president and he's willing to give a ton of money to this guy's favorite charity you think if you were the left you would embrace something like this Uh and be on joe rogan's side yeah but sometimes you can never tell what these people Mm. Like, it, it just seems like nothing makes him happy. I mean, in my opinion, it just seems like nothing would make him happy. And even if you try to make them happy, they're still not going to be happy. Yeah, it was a little bit insane. I was honestly surprised that he was getting shit for this. Yeah, well, I mean, started with the Neil Young thing, too. What do you mean? Well, I mean, it just seemed like it started with the, the you know, he started getting flack because of... um. Uh, Neil Young, remember? I remember that. Yeah. I, and Neil I, Young was completely in the wrong. He was in the wrong, and I believed he was in the wrong, and that's why uh, um, Spotify discontinued um, with Neil Young. I believe I heard somewhere that they've quietly put his music back on Spotify. Oh. I could have that wrong, though, because I'm not a Spotify subscriber. Not because of any of this. I just think that the rap sucks. Oh. And I think YouTube music does a much better job. Okay. Yes. Do we want to talk about lunch? We're going to get there. But before then, I have a question for you that's kind of serious. Oh, geez, what? J-Lo? Yeah? Will your heart go on after what happened? <laughs> what happened? What do you... Oh, oh, uh, about what? Oh, 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 oh. Um, it will. I mean, it has to. <laughs> And what we were referring to as a submarine. Yeah, where a lot of evil billionaires died. Ow! Stop! (laughs) What? What was that for? Have some compassion, for goodness sake. What? What was that for? People died. They didn't have to die. Now, now you know what I do blame, though? I do blame the company and its CEO. I believe the CEO is also dead now. The CEO is dead, but I blame blame him, him for the the whole thing because the um the it sounded to me like the submarine was not strong and the ceo knew it and i also heard that he hired young men to work on his crew and um not the older men that would know what they were doing but younger men and so that's why their submarine um was not very strong when it went down there and um that's why it imploded on itself so I, I blame him and the company. And the company's prob- his company's probably going to go down along with him. Good. I'm guessing. Because uh, 
the wreckage, um, the, the people died with the CEO. It, it was it was really sad. Okay, I got a hot take that you are not going to like. I know I'm not going to And like I'm it. sure I'm going to be on the minority of this. <laughs> oh, what? You nipple. Boy, you nipple. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, give me a kiss. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Give me a kiss. Oh, my goodness. Okay, let's let's get back to this, babes. Okay. I don't care about this submarine. And the only reason we're bringing it up now is because it was all over the news and it was hard to get away from it. And the only reason the news cared is because there was a bunch of billionaires on board who died. Well, first off, and- the mainstream media knew about this after it happened and they didn't tell anybody until Thursday. So we didn't really know about this. Not true, my dear. Yes, they did. Not true that they just found out on Thursday. They waited they waited until Thursday to report this. There nope. were there were other independent outlets that were reporting it as much as they could, but the details weren't coming out until Thursday or even or close to Thursday. Well, I first found out about this on Sunday night because the media was reporting on this. Okay. And again they're only doing it because super rich people were in danger. What, babes? You want me to talk and, and finish this? It'll go a lot faster. I don't think it was just because of rich people. And, and I don't care if they were rich. The fact that the there were people that went on that same um, adventure um, backed out at the last minute because they knew that it was going to be... Um, it could possibly kill the people that were on the submarine. And um, and you even told me that there was... A, that. I forgot what his name was. He went like maybe a year or so ago. And said so it was basically a death trap. It was trap. a death trap, yeah. So, and I heard about that. Okay, can I say my piece though? No. Okay, let me talk real quick. Well, let's get it over with. Okay. So I don't care about this thing, but it's everywhere. So it's hard to avoid it. And let's be honest, we knew they weren't going to find these people alive. And even if they we did, knew- yes. Either we knew or you knew. Oh, when I first heard this story, I'm like, these people are already dead. Come on. Well, babe, I'm telling you my my take on this. Let me talk. Okay. I'm like, these people are already dead. Let's move on. And also, too, the submarine was so low because they're going to see the Titanic that even if they were found alive, there would have been a lot of complications bringing them up. Because how are they going to connect it to anything down there? They can't take people out of the ship. And do we even have ships that can go that well, go down that far, rather, I'm dyslexic, and connect connect to other submarines? I don't think so. So I don't know how that whole thing works. I don't know how um, when submarines are going on expeditions yeah. like that, um, what do they have to have in order to bring, you know, people up safely? Okay, so let me say my piece. So I so I knew. You've been saying your piece. But you won't let me finish. Okay. I knew from hearing this thing, these people are already dead. Let's move on. Blah, 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 blah. But then it keeps going on and on and on and it won't stop. I just keep hearing about this thing all week and it's either this or it's Joe Rogan. And I'm like, I'm done with these two stories. Let's move on, people. There's other stuff in the news. There's Biden talking about God save the queen and, you know, all that stuff. But anyways, everybody's holding out hope. And then finally... Last night, I see a thing, or maybe it was yesterday morning, uh, a video from Breaking Points where they say breaking uh, everybody on the ship or submarine uh, uh, presumed dead. It's something worded like that, but I'm, of course, I'm getting it wrong. 
And the first thought that came to my mind, and J-Lo, you're not going to like this, was thank God we can move on. Oh, what? 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 Ow! What was that for? Oh, you have no compassion. I do. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. You have no compassion. I You're do. like, I can move on, Maggie. You don't <laughs> even care about the families who lost their Well, babes, ones. first of all, <laughs> my dear, first of all, my dear, members of the families don't even really care that much because one of the billionaires who was on there, one of his stepkids went to see a Blink-182 concert while all this was going down. What? <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> Dude, babes, they, they talked about it online, the kid. Oh, really? And Cardi B even did a video on it. Okay. Yeah. I don't care about Cardi B. You killed the whole body. I don't. No, no. I don't really. No, no, I don't care that they were billionaires. I care that they were people who lost their lives. Okay. But apparently you don't seem to have compassion. I do for some people. <sighs> you. <laughs> I don't know what to do with you sometimes. Well, you, know you gotta love me, babes. <sighs> so... What? Staying it on my head. Yeah. So our heart, our hearts will go on. Well, they have to. They can't, you know, do anything about it now. They're all dead. Yeah. And we're, and we're here to, ouch, to pick up the pieces. Babes, let's talk. You don't have to attack me, babes. I was just messing with you. Okay. Look, <laughs> you're missing my hair. All right. Uh, I read another book this morning. <coughs> Uh, called Every Last <laughs> Tie from David Kaczynski, the brother of Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. Oh, wow. It was really good. Everybody's, every every what? Every Last Tie. Every Last Tie, okay. And he basically said that it was his wife who figured out it was Ted. Wow. And the wife had never met Ted because mm -hmm. Ted had, you know, kind of like gone off into the woods Years before David and his wife actually got married. Wow. They met back in high school, but they, did, they didn't get married then. They reconnected later. Mm -hmm. And he speculated that it's because she had heard about Ted but never talked to them. So she had an – it could be very impartial when she listened to these family meetings and how everybody would talk about Ted and what can we do – she realized that he was hurting the family. Oh, and wow. if he could hurt his own family, then he could do crazy stuff like this. Yeah. And she encouraged his brother, David, to read the manifesto when it was wow. published in the Washington Post. Yeah. So they go to try and buy a copy, but they're in, you know, some rural part of the country. Yeah. They can't get it. Like a week later, they go to the library. The library doesn't have it yet. They go to a university. They don't have it. So she gets David to go on the internet for the first time and read it. Mm -hmm. And then she gets him to compare some of the things in the letters, in the manifesto to letters that he wrote the family. Wow. Over the years. Wow. It was really good. And it was talking about the mom and how they met some of Ted's uh, victims or the families. Yeah. And the mom was still trying to make excuses for Ted. And wow. Yeah. I enjoyed That's the book a, a lot. Wow. Ted got into Harvard when he was like 16. Wow. So yeah. he was super smart. He was super smart. But when did they find out that there was something wrong with, with uh, Ted? Well, he was always kind of a different kid, mm -hmm. right? Because he would be a loner and, but then he went off to Harvard, but he was always super smart. Obviously, if he got into Harvard at such a young age, but then he got involved with those uh, experiments at Harvard. Um, with psychedelics, with yelling and whatnot. There's an interesting book 
that I wish he would have talked about in this one called the Harvard Psychedelic Club. And they did experiments with people, and Ted Kaczynski was one of those people. Whoa. Yeah. That must have been some crazy experiments. That's a really good book. Uh, both books are good, though. But I wonder what would have happened. So I wouldn't recommend a frontal lobotomy because I heard that's, that could be very, very dangerous. Of course. Because of what happened with um, Phineas Gage. Okay. You've heard of him? I'm sure you told me about him before. He, was he one of the billionaires on that? Uh... No. All right, go ahead. Watch, go ahead. Bubs. Um, no, Phineas Gage was, um, somebody who had a frontal lobotomy and it changed his personality completely. Like he, um, he used to be very kind and, and nice and everything. And then he had a frontal lobotomy and I don't know, I don't remember exactly what the process is, but it sounds really, uh, terrible mm. and it, and it, it changed his personality completely. Ouch. Um, so I wonder if, uh, if, and I know that, um. That uh, people used to do that um, with uh, people that had like some mental things going on. Rose Kennedy had it done. Rose Kennedy, yeah, and um, I wonder if Ted Kaczynski had a if he had a frontal lobotomy. No, change it. You don't think so? Well, I oh, there's no way to know, but I don't even think it's worth speculating on. And it's 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 you know people don't do that anymore. No, exactly. Uh, you think shock therapy, shock therapy would have worked on him? I don't recommend that for anybody, but I don't know. Um, I think just having a good counselor early on would have probably been the best route to go with somebody like him. Oh, wow. And he completely uh, turned against the family. Mm. Uh, the brother talked about how the dad committed suicide about 10 years before it came out that Ted was a Unabomber Mm -hmm. and Ted just called the family and offered condolences and whatnot. Really? Yeah, it was a really good book, though. And he was talking about how... So, he reads the manifesto, goes over some of Ted's old letters with his wife, and says, I want to go and try and see Ted before I do anything else. The wife's encouraging him to turn Ted in, and she says... So, after he reads the manifesto, the brother says there's a 1 in 1,000 chance that Ted could be the Unabomber. And the wife's reply was, well, then you should really tell the FBI. And she says, it's karmically very bad for his soul if he continues to do this stuff because he's going to take this behavior and these bad deeds into his next life. So not only will you be stopping a criminal, but you'll be stopping Ted from hurting himself. So he writes Ted a letter Mm -hmm. basically saying, I want to come out and see you. He sends it. A couple weeks later, he gets a letter back where Ted basically says, I don't consider you part of my family. Don't come wow. here. Okay. They go through the letters. He tells the FBI it's not supposed to come out that he turned in his brother, but the FBI at the last minute releases it to the press anyway mm-hmm. and completely screws over the family. Wow. Now, the FBI claims that it leaked a- accidentally, but I don't know if I believe that. Okay. Yes. Wow. What do you think about that there, J-Wall? Well, it sounds like Ted was pretty messed up, and uh, the FBI messed up, too. Yeah, really messed up. Uh-oh. Yes. Well, babes. Yeah? I had lunch today. We both did. Okay, tell me about it. Well, this was the end of a term celebration lunch for the um, clients at the commission, and I helped with uh a part of the cooking because i grated the cheese for 
the jumbo shells that we had. The it was really good. I think this is the first time I ever tried those. Um, I ever tried shells, uh, oh. plastic shells. Oh, did you like it? I thought it was good. I liked it. Adult. I loved it, but I love the cheese. I like the shells, but I love the cheese. Okay, good. Yes. Um, there was a beef. Um, there were beef shells. There were chicken sausage. Um, the shells with chicken sausage in it, which was really good. And then there was a vegan one, which I did not take uh, taste. Uh, did you like that one? It was okay. Okay. But the cheese was amazing. It was good. I liked it. It was a, a full of flavor, and the salad was really good. My friend made the salad super good, um, very flavorful. I like the dressing, but I think the thing that really stole the show, besides the, the jumbo shells, was was the cheesecake with the strawberries. That was excellent. That was my my other friend was very very skilled in making cheesecakes. Mm -hmm. He made seventy seven cheesecakes. Nice. And he said he enjoyed it. Um. My other friend that made the salad said that he almost collapsed because he was like making the sauce and <clears throat> but he had fun. He had a lot of fun and it was delicious. Oh good. I uh, <clears throat> it was a very good meal. After I ate the cheesecake, I was very full. Yes. Now uh let's talk about what happened at our table. Tell me. Um, we sat next to a a couple, I'm guessing they're older couple. Yes. They're from Salem. I, I, they were nice, but they were kind of odd. I would agree. I kind of wonder if the, the wife was not paying attention to what was going on. And then her husband just became blind two years ago. So he didn't quite, you know, he was still very new at it. And I get that. But he kept, he kept talking about an organization that we're a part of. And we enjoy this organization. We do. But he just kept talking on and on and on about it. Um, there was another girl um, there that was, uh, she seemed really nice. She did. I got her name wrong and she didn't correct me. And then, <laughs> and then the, the guy that was sitting that. on, the guy that was sitting on uh, her left was surprisingly quiet because he's usually, you know, he likes to be the center of attention. Oh. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, he, I don't know how to kind of uh, how I feel about him just because um, there are times where he's serious and he's there and there are other times where he's not he's not quite there mm. um, but I think it's because of yeah how this guy got blind so I'm not going to talk about that okay but um, but I mean he's 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 pretty he, he seems like a nice guy um, and so that was going on but it was good we, we each um <clears throat> so we thought about the term and um I thought it was really cool that the director um pointed out that I had no um no absences so I did not miss any days. I was always there and nice. I was one of the few that had perfect attendance for both terms. It was kinda cool. So I like that there, J Yeah. And there are some classes that I think I might be in for part of the term and then I'll be done. And there are some classes where I will be in for all term, nice. next term, and I'll be done. When we got back here, I faced some drama from the boss for some questions that were asked. Yeah, he had to he had to ask one of the instructors if I was going to take one of her classes, and I thought that was out of line because I'm like, 
Why did you say that? Why did you ask? Because I'm questioning, boy. But you've already forgiven me for it. Yeah, I did. For now. Oh, my goodness. Until you put your foot in your mouth again. Oh, my goodness. I'm not supposed to ask questions. No, you can ask questions. Just I didn't think you were going to ask that. Well, she was sitting right next to me. I wanted to do some follow-up. You didn't have to. I know I that. I could have told you. I know that now. But what are you doing, babe? I love you, Dea. J Lo knows. J Lo knows. Yes. yes. But um, it was a good day, and I'm still pretty full. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, I love you, babes. And uh, I took a nap for 15 minutes and then another. I'm sorry, 45 minutes and then another 10 minutes. Nice. I was tired. Good. I was very tired. Good. good it was good. almost a good hour. Yeah. Well, babes. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No. I know you wanted to get some wild share of Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> Just you said it funny. Thank you. Why did you say it in a southern accent, but in a very bad one at that? I don't know. Well, that's in honor of. The very rich people who died this week. Oh, my goodness, Bubs. What? Really? They're watching down on us from heaven, and they like my southern accent. This is what the word on the street is. I guess you're aunt. <laughs> you're weird, Bubs. You are, too, and I love you. <sighs> J-Lo. Yeah. You said a lot. Yes. Is there anything else you want to cover? No. I will give Oh, wait, wait, wait. Dream. I had a dream. Okay, tell me. And you had one, too, apparently. I did. I had this dream that I was back in college. It was very strange. And I walked over to the next building to get some lunch. And I meet this guy. I don't remember what his name was. He's kind of a nerd. And he says, oh, yeah, I get. I don't like talking to people that have intimidating walks. But I think what he meant to say is I don't talk to people that walk confidently. So I guess I walked confidently or whatever. Well, he gave me his arm. And I took him by the elbow but the weird thing is that we were walking and he was walking kind of awkwardly and he started calling me bub nice. this is very strange to me i'm like okay this is a weird dream was that it yeah nice okay so mine happened early this morning it was like a dream within a dream so i fall asleep and i'm my age now it's 2023 but I'm living in the basement of the house that my mom was renting when I was in high school. And I'm trying to determine when we moved back into this house. And then I fall asleep in the dream. And I'm dreaming that I'm up in the clouds. I'm seeing all these psychedelic images. And then I fall out of the clouds. And I wake up in the first dream when I'm in the house that my mom rented when I was in high school. And now I'm trying to figure out when we moved back in. And as I'm trying to do the math, I wake up for what I believe is real and in this have, world. And what about the girls in your dream? Were they in the basement? What girls in my dream? Didn't you say that you had interactions with girls in your dream? I think they were in the psychedelic clouds. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's very weird. Yes. Wow. Well, babes. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that's it. All right, well, then give me a kiss. Okay. Give you a good boy kiss. Mm. Okay. Okay. Bye, babes. Okay. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.